You are listening to the Confident Girl Podcast. This podcast is your go-to for learning ways to be more confident, fearless, and self-loving. I am your host, Lisa Thompson, founder of Self Love Beauty, and my vision is to create a world where everyone is empowered to love themselves and achieve anything that they desire. Hey everyone, it's Lisa Thompson, the host of The Confident Girl and the founder and CEO of Self Love Beauty. We are back in action for another awesome podcast, um, one that's actually going to be pretty cool and pretty near and dear to my heart. We are going to be talking about sports, we're going to be talking about confidence, um, and I have an amazing guest that I literally just met 20 minutes ago. I found out she was going to be in Michigan, and I asked if I could get an interview. Um, her name is Jen Robinson, and um, Jen, I want you to introduce yourself a little bit before we go into kind of like the interview for this today, so take it away. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm Jenny Whitehead Robinson. Is My maiden name is Whitehead. Um, I grew up in mostly in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I played at Jenison High School. Um, I ended up going to Michigan State on a full ride volleyball scholarship and then transferred to University of Florida for my last season. Um, ended up being asked to play for the U.S. team and went to the U.S. team for um, about a season and a half and was fortunate enough to play volleyball in a pro league here in the States um, for two years and then went to Greece for two years. So a ton of volleyball, a lot of coaching since then, um, youth volleyball club coaching and college coaching and um, then decided to go into nursing. So now I'm a nurse and a nurse practitioner. So you have a full resume <laughs> of everything. And so, um, you know, and you have four beautiful children that I just got to um, meet a few of them right before right beforehand. So you have to have confidence in your life and a lot of things that you're doing. Um, a lot about if you've been following the podcast, everybody, we talk a lot about confidence. We talk a lot about self-love. So I know I played sports my whole life. You know, you, you were saying you played uh, basketball, track, and volleyball growing up. Yeah. And so how did, when did your, when your self-love journey started back, you know, back to your teen years, you know, you were taller than everybody else. Um, how did you make it through the transitions of that just through middle school and high school? Let's start. Okay. Um, I for sure was the tallest out of everybody. Um, I grew so fast. I know one summer my mom said I went in the fall to put on jeans from the year before and they were like six inches too short. <laughs> so I was constantly growing and I had tons of growing pain. So I was awkward and I was uncoordinated. And, um, the only thing that I was confident about was that I loved sports from the beginning. I started with basketball in fifth grade and I started getting pretty good at basketball. And that's, I think, where my confidence really started to boost because I would go down to the school and play on the elementary school, like the outdoor basketball court, and I would be able to beat all the boys. So yes, they were making fun of me because I was bigger than all of them, <laughs> but I was able to beat them or at least play, play with them. And so I never really felt bad about it. I was happy I was taller than them. I was happy it gave me an advantage, I felt like. Um, and I guess probably I wasn't super self-aware of what I looked like, and I wasn't I wasn't always very concerned about that image. I think, but more so of what I could do with my body and what I could do with 
with my talent. <laughs> awesome. I love that. And so obviously you have a daughter right now that you said is eight years old. Yeah. So with society now and teaching confidence, I mean, it was so, it's, it's so different than when we were kids. We didn't think about those things. We didn't know, you know, um, I know everybody can't see Jen, but she's six, three, I'm five, four. <laughs> so if you can picture that, um, but you know, we, we have different backgrounds of, you know, having to deal with confidence, but now in today's society, it's completely different, um, and it's a lot harder. So, like, what do you try to teach your daughter about that? Well, my husband and I made a conscious decision in the very beginning that we were going to raise a strong, confident woman, and we were going to teach her from the beginning that she's strong and brave and she can do anything. So, almost every day, my husband will grab her hands and say, what are you? And she'll say, I'm strong and brave and I can do anything. That is awesome. So right from the beginning, we're trying to instill in her that she is confident and that she is strong and that she should try things and she should be brave and adventurous. And um, we really focus more on them trying to explore on their own and really learn who they are and what kind of people they're going to become instead of us trying to force them into any kind of directions. I love that. I think that is so awesome that not only are you in, um, instilling it in her head, but your husband is too because 100%. you have to do it both ways. And I think growing up, a lot of kids you know, go to social media for that affirmation piece and not internally. And I think it's great that you're starting her off early. And so you know, back to kind of when you were in, you know, middle school, you weren't self-aware, you know, just like most of us weren't back, yeah. you know, I, I guess a lot of us weren't at, for a while there. And then we, we start to become a self-conscious a little bit, but taking it to sports, you were obviously really good at them in the high yeah. school The you know, you were really good in high school, but also we're still growing in our mental capacity and what we can handle and so I played volleyball and I understand sometimes it's just more mental than it is physical and so how did you um, overcome those obstacles when you were faced with them? For me it was having super amazing role models in my life that could help channel all those feelings. Um, Penny Allen Cook was my high school coach and she was the most amazing mentor to me Um, and she taught me from the very beginning that you're going to be amazing. (laughs) Like this is your destiny. (laughs) This is going to happen. And it doesn't look like it now, but this is where you're headed. And so she started preparing me mentally for being tough in practice, um, to never quit, to make sure that I was always working hard and working up to my potential, even though I wasn't performing at that superstar level, she wanted my effort and my mentality to be at that superstar level. Um, and she really helped me. And she also gave me that competitive drive, you know, and that's, a, I think, a huge part of it. I don't know that I ever would have made it to the top levels had I not had someone like Penny driving me every day and teaching that from a, from the very beginning, that you have this fire in your heart and you have this fire and you love the love the sport um, and that you just have to, you got to put the work in <laughs> Yep. if you want your dreams to manifest. Yep. It's not just about thinking about it and I want to be good. It's like you really have to work for it. Yep. Um, so I had her and I had amazing supportive parents and that drove me to all those bazillion practices <laughs> and that helped me stay healthy mentally and physically. Um, but I think without those people in my life, it would have been difficult. Awesome. And, you know, volleyball, obviously, you're playing on a court with five other girls. Yeah. So how is that? Like, how how did you stay out of the bullying, the cattiness, the yeah. everything that comes with, you know, being with the same people 
yes. all the time? And like, how did you continue to keep that um, that self awareness and yeah. self esteem? You know, I 100% believe that things have changed drastically since I was in high school. Um, things have gotten much tougher for young girls, I think, and it's a lot more emotional with your friendships and your relationships. And I don't know that I struggled with all those challenges. Um, but I do coach a lot of girls who go through it now. Um, I think the important thing is that you create a culture in whatever it is that you're doing, whether it's um, sports, whether it's your class, your group of friends, whatever, that we're going to take care of each other. We're going to look after each other. We're going to support each other because life is not easy, no matter what you're doing, if, whether it's sports or something else, but you need support. So whenever we're doing something with a group of girls or a group of boys, we're teaching respect, we're teaching culture, we're teaching friendship and how to be good human beings in this world yeah, yeah. and to look after each other. And at, at the end of the day, you've got your crew, you know, you've got your team. And I, that's why I love team sports so much. You always have your teammates and you have your girls or you have your boys and you go back out into the outside scary world and you still have people to connect with. You still have people you can share with and people you can reach out to for help. Yes, I love that. And I love that you said, you know, you can create that culture. And so I think more times than not, we do the blame game. We blame other people for their actions instead of taking it into accountability that we can change the culture around us. So um, I absolutely love that. And I love that you're instilling that into so many younger folks because they need that. They need those role models. And you had one. So being able to, you know, take what you learned and keep moving forward is phenomenal. Um so I wanted to talk a little bit more about the shift from high school to college. And so you obviously went on to play volleyball at Michigan State. You were amazing in high school, you know, one of the top players. How was it going from that transition from high school to college? Um, and what did you learn about that mental, that confidence, that level that you had to change? Um, it was a tough transition. I will not lie. I will never forget my first preseason at Michigan State because I left Jenison High School as a three-sport all-state athlete and um, feeling like on top of my game. <laughs> yep. I've won championships in all these sports, and my name's, my picture's in the hallway, and you know, I'm graduated and have all these great friends, and I feel like I just got, I just earned a college scholarship, and you know, I'm on top of the world. And then my coach at Michigan State says, hey, show up for preseason, you know, ready to go. And I showed up that first date and I was scared to death. <laughs> like, honestly, scared to death because now instead of being like the 6'3", like awesome player, I'm literally at the bottom of the totem pole. I am now with a whole gym full of people like me that are tall and athletic and just amazing volleyball players. And now I'm like, well, now, now who am I? You know, yep. I had to kind of re re think everything because I was not the person I was <laughs> before I walked in that door. So um, I had an, another amazing female role model in my assistant coach, Laura Bush at Michigan State. And she helped us through all those things. You know, it's like, this is what we're going to do. This is our culture. This is what we, what we expect from you. Um, you're going to get on board. And there was no other option. So it was like put in the work and we, like you said, that gym culture where you have um, a support system, that was very much instilled in us. So I felt very insecure in myself every day at practice because I didn't know anything that the coach was teaching me. It was all new. Um, 
I was not the best athlete in the gym anymore. And I really had to fight for a position. I had to fight for playing time. Um, but at the end of the day, I still had that support of my other teammates. And I had role models in my juniors and seniors. And so I had other people I could could look up to. Awesome. And kind of in that, um, you know, you obviously were going through that with volleyball. But you're transitioning to a whole different school. You're yeah. taking classes. You're meeting new people. I mean, your dorm um, mates were probably your college um, who you played with, but yeah. um, just meeting new people and take take us back to those moments too of like, hi, I'm six three, <laughs> I'm taller than everybody at Michigan State. I play sports. Like that is intimidating to other people, sure. you know. And how did you? I wouldn't say fit in. You obviously were born yeah. to stand out in a great way, <laughs> totally in the greatest way. But how did you continue to, um, you know, meet people that fit your style and yeah. your crew? That's hard. Um, it's especially hard when you go to a big place where maybe uh, people have different values than you, and now you're living in the same hallway with people who are partying a lot, and maybe there's alcohol and drugs involved, and maybe there's just um, crazy art parties or you know whatever it is that's going on that's very different from what I ever experienced in high school. So you have to feel your way through your friends and you have to find your crew again. I was very lucky that I had my teammates um, that were roommates with me. And then I also had a very best friend from high school that was my roommate my freshman year. So she was kind of my outside connection to the regular world. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So she would say, hey, um, you know, you guys don't have, you're off this weekend, you're off, we're going to do something on campus. So she would take me to do like regular college student stuff. That is awesome. It kept me grounded, and I really met a lot of people on my dorm floor. Um, And you know, you do. If you're, I feel like if you're strong enough in who you are, um, you don't get caught up in all the other stuff. I didn't have a choice. I wasn't allowed to get caught up in very much. Um, You know, I was on a pretty short leash, but uh, I still had a lot of freedom to make decisions. And I was lucky enough to find a crew that was very supportive and good for me. That's awesome. And like, I, I think people too, when you're in high school or even middle school, we think some people will be our best friends forever. And some are, but then our crews change as we change as people and everybody listening. And it's okay to have that, you know, it's totally okay. Like I think back to how I've changed over the years and I'm so thankful I've changed, you know, it's like for the better. And like, you know, when you were talking about going from high school to college and being scared, I think so many people going into college, you know, this fall are going to feel that way. Um, and so kind of take us, you know, you graduated from college, you know, um, you're moving on. So what's next? Obviously another transition in your life. Yeah. I wasn't sure. I, I was actually finishing a master's degree at Florida to be in sports communication, to do sports marketing, broadcasting, all that stuff. So I had been doing some of that at Florida and I was just bummed because I wanted to keep playing. I didn't want it to end because I could not imagine my life without sports in it. And I didn't know without the organization of it all, I didn't know how it would continue. Um, so I actually accepted a job as a PR director for this professional volleyball league. And I thought, well, Yes, I'll just be writing about the games and um, talking about the games, but uh, at least I'll be involved somehow in sports. Well, I moved to Chicago to do this job, and the very first day I walked in the office and they said, hey, we've actually had a player player drop. Do you want to play instead? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so I was like, is that, is that even a question? 
Um, that's not even a question. So yes, I want to play. And so they gave me gave me a contract. Oh my goodness! And all of a sudden, I'm a professional player. And um, I played one season with that pro team. And after that season, I got invited to play for the U.S. team. That's amazing. And so without that. I would never would have been seen for the U.S. team, I don't I don't think. That is amazing, yeah. and that just, like, completely shows you <laughs> that sometimes life brings you a whole different um, level of opportunity that yeah. you wouldn't expect, but it's, like, continued to grow, and, like, that is how you've met your husband. Yeah. That is how you guys have continued to grow, and so you were saying before we started the podcast that you guys went overseas for a little bit, yeah. um, and then, you know, obviously you had a transition out of volleyball, and yeah. eventually, you know, Plenties of injuries. Um, so how did you make that call? How did that feel with confidence and just everything mentally for yourself? Yeah. I mourned it. <laughs> like you could not believe. Um, I tore my ACL twice in a year over in Greece. Um, had rehabbed, had surgery and rehabbed it. I was so strong. I felt like I was ready to go back. And I went back to Greece. And in my first game back, I tore it again. And I could have been certifiable certifiably crazy because I was so emotional about it. I was just devastated. You know, my whole life had been about Jenny Whitehead, volleyball player. And all of a sudden, like it was just done and it wasn't my choice. And that was hard. So, you know, I think it's different when you make a joy. I'm done with this. I'm going to move on. I'm just tired of this. I'm going to try a new direction. But that was not the case for me. I would have played forever. Yes. Yes. Um, to live it in a foreign country for pretty much for free and be paid to play volleyball in a new amazing culture and all that stuff. Yes. I, I would have done it forever, but it wasn't my choice. And so I really mourned it. I was depressed. I felt like, um, I was staying there and supporting my husband while he was still playing, which is even harder. Yes. Yes. He, you know, he was doing amazing and his career is soaring. And you have and to be excited for him, but you're mourning uh, yeah. too. Yes. I just didn't know who I was. I really struggled. Because I didn't know what I didn't know what to do next, and yeah, I had all these degrees and I had all this experience in different things, and I had a lot of options. I just was so upset about the loss of my career. I I didn't know how to proceed, and so I was lucky enough that I had some time to settle, <laughs> I had some time to think about it and to work through it, and then decided that my heart was really in coaching and that I wanted to give back to all the people who gave back to me and who made me who I was. Um, just like what you're doing, I think it's, it's so, so important that we have strong female role models for these kids and that we can help women know and understand that they're amazing things. And for me, it's through sports. Um, so I can t- take these younger kids and I can teach them to love the game like I did. And I can teach them that there are all these opportunities through sports and connections through people. And um, so I found a new passion. And it was still volleyball, it's still sports, but it was in a totally different capacity. Um, and so that lasted for a long time, and I still have that passion. But um, once we had our kiddos, I just could not be on the road, and my whole life changed, obviously, yeah. as a mom. And so I had to figure out who Jenny Whitehead Robinson, the mom, was, <laughs> and wife, and all that stuff. And so I decided to go back to school and get my nursing degree because I thought it would be challenging and still fast-paced, and I could help people and still kind of stay in that same wheelhouse for me. Um, but I, like you said, with every change, there's a new adjustment yes. and you start from scratch and you're not good at the beginning. <laughs> you're not good at anything in the beginning. And so it's a lot of hard work again. 
but it's you go back to your main principles and how do I get how did I get to this place in the first in the first place it was hard work and dedication and um, a strong support system and all those things so I just re- relied on that stuff and I love so as you're talking about every transition I'm thinking like every time you've built on them and you've gotten yeah. stronger and I think one of the coolest transitions that you've recently done is started to be a foster mom and yeah. I that is very near and dear to my heart. And so, um, you know, that becomes another challenge in your life. And it sounds like you guys are up for anything. (laughs) Another transition, but it's a beautiful one. And I think that, um, I think it's really awesome. And everybody listening on the line of, there are so many times in your life where you just want to quit, where you just mourn. And that's okay to mourn. It's okay to just give yourself a break. But picking yourself back up and realizing your support system, I think, one of the coolest things that you just said was I wanted to give back to the just like how people had given to me. And I think we forget to do that sometimes. We get so caught up in what society wants us to be, yeah. what the latest trend is, um, who likes who, blah, blah, blah. You know, the list goes on. Yeah. But it's really about giving to other people and um, making the world better. And so every year you get to, you know, work with kids and every year society is changing, so it's a different, like, you know, all the drama is the same, but there's yeah. still those steps. And so what are you seeing, and, like, what is the advice that you give young girls or young boys that say, yeah. like, I can't, or you see it in them, but they don't yeah. see it yet? So I just had a meeting with the girls in camp today because they kept saying, I can't, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't get my arm right, I can't get my swing right. It for sure starts with your self-talk that you're not constantly beating yourself up, that you're not just um, talking negatively about yourself all the time. You can, and so I don't allow those words in my gym. Love it. Yes. <laughs> you're not allowed to say, I can't, or I, I won't, or I can't do this, and um, to say, oh, that was horrible, and you know, be frustrated all the time. I'm very conscious of all those negative emotions. So, I think my biggest advice would be to stay open-minded, to stay calm, that it's going to be okay. If you keep working through things and you keep your composure and you don't freak out about everything, that everything will work out okay. That for sure, there's bumps in the road and things are challenging, but a challenge is a good thing. You know, bumps in the road are good things. That's that's a chance for you to be better, a chance for you to get stronger and evolve. Uh, I think that that those are opportunities that instead of saying just negative, negative, I can't do it, and missing that opportunity, choose the other way. Choose the other road. Try it. You may look silly, and, and you may fumble through it, and that's all okay. But you may actually make it over the hump. Yes. And you may find another amazing opportunity, and you never know what that door Yes. I mean, look at you went to go for PR for a pro (laughs) volleyball team and you ended up going pro. I mean, it's just knowing that like if you would have given up on yourself and not like followed some type of dream of yours, you never would be to where you are today. Um, And I think that comes in every aspect. And um, I've talked a little bit about affirmations before on this and it's just finding the one that works for you. But I love that in the gym, you can't talk bad about yourself. And I'm sitting here going like, yeah, I should instill that in so many ways in my life for (laughs) other people. Like, sorry, you feel that way? Nope, you can't today. Like, you are beautiful. Um, So if you take away anything today, think about it as your journey is never going to end with self-love. Every transition is beautiful. Every transition is hard. 
Um, but have confidence in yourself that you're going to get through it. I think sometimes we just want to give up on ourselves, but we have cheerleaders all around us that see it in us and we just have to believe them and start believing it in ourselves. So Jen, before we finish, is there anything else you'd like to share with the, with everybody listening today? Anything on your heart? No, I, you know, I'm so grateful. I think, I think find, find things in your life to be grateful for. You know, we, we, me and my husband talk often about the people who have given to us and to, who have made us who we are today. We've had so many people help us along the way. Um, and we've accomplished so many things that we could not have ever done by ourselves. And so we consciously try to give back to the universe. Awesome. I love it. <laughs> Put it back in, you know, don't just take, 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 and um, take what you need and give it back to somebody else. Pass it along. All the good things that you've learned along your journey, pass it on. Awesome. Perfect. Well, that is a great way to end us for today. So thank you again for being with us. And everybody listening in, um, continue to follow us at selfwellbeauty.com. Um, follow us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and we are always updating our Beautiful Me collection with new shirts, listening to you guys on feedback, and um, check out the blog. We got some new inspiring stories for this month about She Believes She Could, so check that out. Have a great day, and don't forget you're awesome. Thank you for tuning in today. For more resources on confidence and self-love, visit my website at selflovebeauty.com. If you have a story or you are inspired by one of these podcasts, email me at info at selflovebeauty.com. I always love hearing from you and being able to inspire even more people. Again, remember to continue to be the best confident person you can be. Thank you.